survivors of the apocalypse. You've made it to the Z-Cast. You're home for the zombie apocalypse, and we're glad you made it here safely. We'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 6, Zombie Baby Daddy. After discussion, Pisay Pal will be joining us for an interview. I am Brad, and joining me on this adventure through Nation are... Susan. And Rhiannon. And if you love some zombies and like what we're doing here, go ahead and drop us a five-star review on whatever podcatching program you're using. Those reviews not only help us get noticed, but help to get the show out there as well. The more people who know about Z Nation, the better. And let us know what you thought of the latest episode with a voicemail at 470-30-ZCAST. That's 470-309-2278. Or leave the podcast a voicemail at znationpodcast.com. Send us email at znationpodcast at gmail.com. Friday nights, join us live tweeting the show at ZCast fans and tag us in your tweets, hashtag ZCast, and they just might end up on our feedback segment. You can also join us on Facebook for episode discussion and zombie fun, facebook.com slash group slash Podcast. And this week's episode was titled Zombie Baby Daddy, and it was, the director was Abram Cox, and the writer was Craig Eigler, the evil one. <laughs> and um, what it was all about was Lucy the zombie baby is great cause for concern as she continues to pull every zombie and zombie animal toward the group. While stopping for a break outside of Springfield, uh, Illinois, Murphy senses the group's worries and rushes off on his own, leaving Cassandra to guard them after issuing the order, Nobody Leaves. Meanwhile, Roberto follows Vasquez on one of his secret runs and discovers the truth about him. Some of the truth. Some of of the truth. A little bit of truth. Oh, yeah. We forgot one of the contact things. Now we have a Tumblr. Oh, we do. Oh. We do. And I just forgot what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) give me one second by the end of the episode we'll have it yeah no it's easy it's a zcast podcast so and then it's um, tumblr.com so zcast podcast and um it just started this week so it has a lot i've been um you know reblogging a lot of comments and a lot of gift sets and videos and stuff and so join in the fun on tumblr very cool Mm -hmm. It has been interesting. I have to go in there and look at it more. I'm not a big Tumblr person, so I'll get into it eventually, just when I have time. There's so many. I haven't had time (laughs) to do anything this week, so it's been one of those zombie apocalypse things. But anyhow, on to this show. I was highly excited this week that it was in Springfield, Illinois, which is, you know, a whopping mile away from me. (laughs) Not a mile, an hour away from me, but yeah. You know. It's all the Abraham Lincoln <laughs> stuff down there. So true. I thought of you when I saw where they were. <laughs> it was great. I was just dying. Mm-hmm. I was like, awesome. They make it to Texas. I'll be thrilled out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they may get down there eventually. As long as they don't go to Houston, because they'd get eaten in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's a big city. That's profitable. Susan the zombie form would be waiting for them. Yeah, that's right. So do we want to go ahead and talk about some of our uh, comments that we got in here this week? Sure thing. All right. Uh, Let me just start this off. I got a voicemail from Vaughn. How about I just play that one? How's that work? That was my Canadian call out to uh, identify myself. But um, this is Vaughn from uh, the West Coast in Canada. And 
And just to set the record straight, um, my, the weather I have here is quite the same as Seattle. Very much the same weather, so uh, not quite like the prairies where I used to live, which used to get to be minus a bajillion. But uh, anyways, on to this episode. Uh, this episode was quite a sharp left turn from the uh, last episode. The last episode was so much fun. That's probably one of the my favorite Sea Nation episodes ever. And um, this one, and this is what I love about the show, is that they kind of they'll yank the wheel and take a sharp left and then just throw some shit your way and make you feel stuff and kind of go in a total different direction. Quite honestly, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of flat, just coming off of the anticipation from last week. But then uh, as it unfolded and, and as you kind of found, okay, this is a little bit more of a, well, I guess you would say a serious episode, it was uh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. And uh, obviously it's uh, interesting to see what uh, plays out with Murfette. Uh Obviously, that's not done yet. There's gonna that's gonna come back around. This is too big of a deal. Probably, uh, she's gonna be like some kind of missing key that they need at some point. They're gonna have to find her again or something. Um, interesting now that uh, Cassandra is presuma- presumably dead. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I was expecting one of those uh, Romero-type hand coming through the gra- through the grave, kind of zombie rising from the grave sort of things, and I'm not surprised if we see one. But you never know; that might they might be uh, wanting to get our hopes up, and then all of a sudden they're pull the carpet out from underneath us. But I hope we're not done with Cassandra yet. But you never know. Anyways. Uh, what else? The Vasquez stuff was interesting. See where that goes. Uh, Warren obviously kicks ass, but I'm running out of time here, so I'm just going to wrap this up and say uh, loving it. It's a great season so far. Can't wait till next week. See. Oh, and he got cut off right at the end. <laughs> he hit his time limit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I, was, I don't know. We haven't. We didn't truly see a body, but I don't know. I don't think yeah, he's coming back. He's he's with with a lot of people are kind of hoping for that, you know, hand out of the grave, dig yourself out. So we'll see. Well, she wasn't married that deep, so it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I don't see it happening. That's just me. Um, I got some Tumblr comments. Okay. And uh, they're on board with with our friend Vaughn. Uh, there is a hashtag that is uh, Cass Lives, and there's a lot of speculation on Tumblr that Cassandra's not really dead, that she'll heal, evolve, and claw her way out of that shallow grave. And there was a lot of discussion as to whether or not she returned to normal before dying. Um, quite a few people thought that uh, her eyes returned to normal. I'm not really sure um, on that. Um, I'd have to watch it probably again. She was Definitely crying when she was trying to kill 10K, though. And that was, um, I think that was seeing what was left of uh, Cassandra's humanity 
um, yeah. in that moment. There's a lot of, you know, discussion about that as well. Like how far gone was she? And I think she, I think the thing was, is that Murphy so absolutely controlled her that whatever was left of her, whatever little spark was inside of her, um, was crying when she was trying to kill 10K, which kind of confirms that we all thought that they were pretty close. So. Well, when he did stab her in the neck, her eyes did turn color. I mean, they yeah, did go back I to normal. That I wasn't sure. I was kind of mixed on that. She was but, very large screen on my big screen TV. Well, you see, my screen uh, isn't as big as yours, probably. Her <laughs> eyes are the size of saucers. Well, you see, that gave a lot of people hope that maybe somehow she would break free from Murphy. Um, yeah. So... We'll, we'll see. And I have some additional thoughts on Murphy that we can get into yeah. later. But okay. that's what Tumblr's saying. So there is a hashtag, cast lives. So let's, let's see what happens. All right. And on Twitter, um, there, were, there were some people who were re- ready for her to go. Um, Cheyenne, Alexis, and Nicholas Irwin not feeling Cassandra too much anymore. Um, on, with some of the other characters, uh, Brid- Brigids Ford. Forge. Doc does pretty well for a recreational pharmacist, pharmacologist. Um, and then I think I, I tweeted something about Murphy needing to find a baby Bjorn for some hands-free baby transport. But uh, Dark Chia 00 had a better idea. Uh, a stroller with cheese wheels. Nice. <laughs> so, I like a yeah. stroller with cheese wheels. Well played. Mm-hmm. And uh, Richard J. Sunkel um, also agrees about the uh, dig- Cassandra digging her way out of the grave and starting to track the group. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll have to see. I don't mm-hmm. I don't foresee her coming back. I just, I think it, they kind of went to the door they needed to go. And yeah. I don't know. It's sad. Let me put it this way. According to their story building and their, I mean, their world building, they can do it. And they won't be breaking any of their rules. Oh right, yeah, I totally agree. So they can do it. They, they, they have Cassandra crawling out of the grave breaks zero rules in their world. So they can do it. It's the question of whether or not it would contribute to the story and if it's in the direction they want to go. So right. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we have here? Did we on Facebook? Lance said it's time to put Vasquez down. He can't be trusted. I agree with that. Yep. Cassandra reminds me of the mountain lion with the voice of Linda Blair from The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And you never take you never take a baby before looking at it. <laughs> yes, I will take your baby. I looked at it; they were scared. Baby? How fresh is that baby? <laughs> it's a very blue baby. That was a blueberry baby. Uh, what a Vaughn said. Lulu likes lady fingers. No, literally fingers. <laughs> She's chewing on a finger. He's great. Uh, what else? He said, no, when I said breastfed, I meant eat your breast. Ooh, yeah. She would probably do that, too. Lulu's yeah. a very... She had some teeth. Yeah, yeah. I saw those. They looked sharp. They did. <laughs> uh, was she uh, out of the gray? Pops the hand. Someone needs to sit Murphy down and t- discuss biting others with him. That's not nice. <laughs> Why has he ever got to bite everybody in the face, too? What's up with that? Right? His sweet spot <laughs> is the right-hand side of the face, <laughs> apparently. Ugh. Yeah, that's a tough spot to bite. Yeah, I'm t- come on, man. Anyway. 
And we had a comment. This is actually on my wall. And it was from Michael. And he says, after the first season finale, I waited until second season to see what they were going to do with Pisay's character. There was so much potential and they dropped the ball. After Friday's episode next week, better be spectacular and done with this show. Um, I don't think they dropped the ball. I think they stayed within the rules that they had created, which kind of trapped them when it came to Cassandra's character. So Cassandra's character was trapped at the end of the first season. Yeah, there was because they had already established the whole Murphy virus would enslave anyone he infected with it. So she was going to be enslaved to him and he was going to have dominance over her. So that was always going to um, be an issue. So and yeah. we always and have was- to go back to the fact that she crawled out of a hole from a nuclear blast. Right. So she can, I mean, <laughs> is she, I mean, maybe she's going to come back as a different kind of zombie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, now that she's kind of been killed because she was living before, mm-hmm. but, um, my, my thing is, and I, I'm going to just throw this out there is I really felt, um, I feel Murphy is the villain, and I know a lot of people love Murphy, and I, I love laughing at Murphy, but he really is the villain because he did to Cassandra everything she was trying to escape. He made her into a cannibal, and he made her look like a prostitute and hang all over him like he was her sugar daddy. And those are the two things that she did not want to be when she was herself, when she escaped the family in Philadelphia. Right. They had been forcing her to be a prostitute, and they had also forced her to eat people. And so Murphy did to Cassandra the two things she did not want done to her or wanted to be. And in a way, I really do feel 10K saved her uh, from Murphy's influence. And um, because she had no free will in that situation. And that was pretty evident when she kept hitting wrecking ball on the back of the head. And And she was obviously not looking at him. It wasn't her choice. She was Murphy's puppet. Can we, so, um, can we still go with Wrecking Ball is not with us anymore and she has his jacket on? Yeah, yeah. A little bit more of course, than she didn't see his body, head. so maybe, you know. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I think she ate him. Yeah. Um, I thought she was going to eat him at the end of the episode with the way she, you know, Murphy was like, I don't need you anymore kind of attitude. Right. So I do think Murphy is really a villain. And I, I think a lot of people have not been wanting to admit that because he is humorous. But what he did to Cassandra's character was. If you think about it, it is really disturbing. And in the way he was like, I gave her life, you know, but he obviously feels that he owns that life. Oh, definitely. Well, that's his thing, too. When he actually uses people, he does own them. It makes them do bad things. Right. He's not getting any more foot massages now. No. Mm -mm. Unless he makes somebody else, which he very well could. Right. He could. I have a theory on why she's not coming back. Ooh, let's hear it. Uh, remember in Welcome to the Fubar, uh, where Murphy had the fight with that guy and bit him, and then um, then the guy was later killed. He was shot, and he didn't come back. Right. So oh, this is kind of the right. same thing, and I don't think she's coming back. That's right. The, o- totally the only thing that makes me wonder about that is that she, um, it she was infected much longer than that dude was could be and they said she was evolving they said she was changing yeah yeah that's why she was becoming scarier because they didn't know what she was becoming yeah and that other guy never her eyes changed then you know at the end i I don't think she's coming back 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to write her off. I, I think. Oh, well, I'm writing her off too. I'm not going to lie. I actually think it's better. I would rather see Cassandra dead than enslaved to Murphy. Right. I, I agree. Really- I think it's it's more. It makes more for the character sense to have her dead because it's not. She's she was at that point where she wasn't doing as much in the show other than you know there was I the development that we kind of hoped with maybe the Z weed would snap her out of what she was in didn't seem to happen. Right, because Murphy just has too much control over her. So I think it'll be interesting to see what, you know, Passe says when we interview her. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, Brad, during the episode, you posted um, that you had looked up why they leave the bullet in, you know, with uh, Warren and Vasquez. Right. Well, you don't want – the thing is – if we watch any shows, you know the first thing you do when you get shot is you go dig in your wound and dig that bad bullet out, right? Right. You don't want to do that. If if you have to do it, you want a real doctor to do it. You don't want you know your friend to go digging around in there. One year shot with a bullet, leaving it in is not going to kill you. There's a better chance that you're going to do more damage taking it out than leaving it in would happen anyhow. There's all it, sorts of people walking around with bullets still in them. That's true. Yeah. Now, is it because of the infection or is it just... It, yeah, it's multiple things. Whatever you'll hit on the way out. Yeah, it's multiple things. It's like you can get an inf- more of an infection if you dig it out. Um, you could, you know, nick an artery trying to pull it out. You could screw up something worse pulling it out. I mean, it's there's a lot. You, until somebody actually looks at it, you're not going to pull the stupid thing out. And then there's a good chance he's just going to have that stuck in him forever. But I, I love the fact that they just said, you know, just stitch it up. Don't do the the thing that you see in every single TV show. Yeah, in Hollywood. That, mm-hmm. No, you got to reach in there and get the bullet out. There's no yeah. reason. The bullet's not doing anything. It's already, it's already hurt you. It's not doing anything more just hanging out. So basically the key thing is you don't want to get shot when you're in the apocalypse. Avoid getting shot. It'll help. That's great news anytime. Great advice anytime. I, you know, like that too. Don't get hit by a car also. That's great news. Easier <laughs> life. Wise lessons. advice. Wise, Wise advice. Yeah. Um, there I'm still looking around to make sure if there is a Lincoln Day. I am pretty sure there is in Springfield. It's, you know, Abraham Lincoln. That's kind of where he hung out. Out There's his cabins down there and a couple other things. There's a park I've been to it. It's very interesting. So I guess the zombie apocalypse must have started on a Saturday because, <laughs> you know, there was that parade in the other town in Wisconsin. And then there's uh, the Abe Lincoln thing going on here. Uh, so OK, so let's actually let's narrow this down now. Why would we have a parade? What uh, would you have a parade for? Well, they His had birthday. the well, I'm just going. If they're having something in Springfield and they had to parade up there in Cheese Fest in Wisconsin, what was it, like a Labor Day parade or something like that? Yeah. Because no one's in jackets, so it's like summer, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah. Spring, summer, early fall. Yeah, Labor Day or somewhere like that. We'll go with Labor Day. How's that sound? It was September because sure. that's when the show started. So. <laughs> Work for me. <laughs> it's way too much analyzing, right? Exactly. We're getting way too specific. We've <laughs> gone too far now. That's where last week when people are like, quit analyzing the camel. Why? It's fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The camel's fun. Yeah. You can escape from a zoo. Easy. Circus. Yeah. Right. It's it's a circus zoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyhow, back to this episode. One of the things that cracked me up, because I live in in Illinois, 
is I know that there are no mountains in in Springfield. <laughs> there is a park, a national park over here by us called Starve Rock, which does have the big uh, the the rock formations and everything, and it literally looks like where they were all hanging out at in the mountains, you know, waiting on Murphy cool. to show back up. So I told Lance that. I said, look, they're at Starved Rock. He's like, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> so that kind of worked a little bit. But that's, you know, that's a good four-hour difference from, or a three-hour difference from Springfield. Alternate universe. I know. <laughs> Alternate universe. There's mountains in Springfield there. Alternate universe. Yes, yes. <laughs> the East Coast is the West Coast. West Coast is the East Coast. Uh. Okay, so... The thing when they asked him why he was so blue, I immediately thought he's going to answer that he's one of the Appalachian Mountain Blue people, but he didn't. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> you know, and in the real world, there might actually be an answer for this because um, if you you know just have a general malnutrition or a specifically a vitamin C deficiency, you might end up with a rash that looks blue or purple. So it's possible. He may have been on the right track with that. It's a vitamin deficiency. Well, huh. there is also a rare condition called argyria that turns people's skins and the whites of their eyes a pale but definite shade of blue. Hmm. I'm ser- I just looked it up. Oddly enough, yeah. if you Google um, why would your skin turn blue? Google that thing right there. The top one up is an io9 article from 2012 that has that. And literally the guy who's in it, besides the fact that he doesn't look very healthy at all, he is very blue. <laughs> Seriously, but yes, that's weird. Well, there was a family in Appalachian Mountains that were blue. Oh, really? And it's because of inbreeding. Uh, they had, um, I'm not going to even try, in this, uh, it looks like methamoglobin, I don't know. <laughs> I give up, but it was, uh, it was a condition that came about, it's a recessive gene, and it came about because they were inbreeding, and they were just, they're just as blue as Murphy, or they were just as blue as Murphy. So I was actually expecting him to say that, but it was funny, the vitamin deficiency thing. Methamoglobin <laughs> Mia. I don't know. I, I don't said that either. wrong too. It was fancy. <laughs> it's a it's a big long Mia name, and there's also <laughs> a uh, there's also these little like elf uh, gnome looking things that live in mushrooms. Oh, never mind. It was that's <laughs> okay. Talking about mushrooms, Doc's comment about his acid flashback when he <laughs> yes. saw them. I was like, what kind of? Fl- I mean, what was he doing? And he'd have such bizarre flashbacks. I was like, oh, it's. You know, it's Doc. And, you know, I saw something in Tumblr where somebody said that Doc was an ineffectual zombie killer. I'm like, huh? Doc's Doc was a badass zombie He killer. was a badass with that bat. Yeah, he was. He's Yeah, he was a badass with it. I mean, he's killed. Uh, he doesn't have problems killing. He, <laughs> he takes them out. But it was, I, I didn't get a chance to get sound bites this week because my parents were in town, so didn't have free time. But that whole, I wanted that one, though. It was like, good, y'all saw that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I oh. thought, um, also, Murphy throwing Lulu was hilarious. Right, the baby football. That was great. Go long. And, it, and Doc, at that moment, he, like, drops his stuff and goes for her. I thought it, I thought the whole opening sequence was one of the best action sequences they've had in a while. Yes, it was. It was really good. I yeah. was impressed with it. I liked it. it was I watched it multiple times. I, I uh, 
the coin Abraham Lincoln just cracked me up when he got. Oh my god! Ding. And Ten K yet again proving that he is very good at killing zombies with really funny things. Yes, he can mm-hmm. take out a zombie with anything, which is important because you got to be flexible. We know this, right? Because sometimes you run out of ammunition. Yes, <laughs> things we know how to do: be flexible how you kill your zombies and don't get shot. Yeah. Yes, we'll go with that. Vasquez. Vasquez? Yeah. Let's talk about him doing his thing. Um, I'm not surprised that he's a DEA agent. That doesn't actually... Because right. he, uh, when he saw um, Scorpion uh, get out of the vehicle, he took off. I mean, it was pretty clear that he identified him as being someone that okay. would be uh, dangerous, adversarial. There was a history there. Um. And I actually wondered if he was a DEA agent because of his reaction. Like, hmm. why Why else would you respond like that unless, one, you're from an opposite cartel or you'd be DEA? So him being DEA is not surprising to me. Um, his story was very well done. I thought the way they told it was really emotional and <clears throat> gave us a lot of insight into him. Yeah. I, I do believe it. Because I think he could have come up with a much different story. So, so do you think a Scorpion's going to end up being the one who killed Vasquez's family? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> I totally do. Yeah. Because that would be something. That, I mean, it would be something that character would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know mm-hmm. enough about that character, but we know he's not a good guy. Right. Well, yeah, and he's shown he's shown questionable. Like he has no compunction about killing. He'll kill like the only dude running his Z-weed factory. You know, he doesn't give much merit to life. Right. Yeah. So I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised about that. I I did like he's made some sexist comments in the past and I really liked Roberta Warren slapping him. That like, was she was amazing. taking it like a man. She's scientifically you know she's like it's you know women can take more pain than a man it's been scientifically proven i'm like yeah because they squeeze out the babies <laughs> well vasquez reacted like a man and uh you know yeah gave her a Vasquez. little extra pain <laughs> well no on, on his next oh, stitch, oh yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah his sure. retaliation oh well, you know yes. he, yeah that was and then he passed out from the pain, which was yeah. quite nice. Some women it. squeeze out the babies. Some women just have the babies crawl out of them. Yes, or pull them ah. out. <laughs> Say, hey. hey. Uh, one of the things that I laughed about in the episode, I think I said it when, when I was doing the Facebook um, forum, when I was posted on it, if I was a zombie in Z Nation, I would clearly be the one with the motorcycle helmet on. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he killed him, the guys, the guys had the helmet on. It's kind of... Not it's kind of hard to kill. It's like the flashback to when they had the fireman with the helmets on. Makes it a little hard. Makes it just a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. I like the whole hospital scene. I thought it was really well done, and I also like that they've shown variation in their zombies. That there was actually a blind, eyeless zombie was kind of nice. God, that reminded me of Blair Witch Project so much when I saw that. <laughs> just stand, <laughs> standing in the corner at the end. Yes, and I was like, oh, that's it. And, I like that. I thought there's quite a few really frightening zombies in this one. and Yeah, these um, were really extra gory, nasty zombies. And so I have to give kudos to uh, Synapse FX for uh, these zombies. Yeah, so, they were pretty, ooh. especially like the one that, what is it, he had the rib, the rib expander. Yeah, he was like in the middle of 
open heart surgery and died. <laughs> so died. The, the rib spreader, yeah. That was interesting. See, we had a little bit of interesting zombie things going on in this episode. We have learned that the zombies who run are the fresh ones. Mm-hmm. So how is that? How is he running? I don't know. They've they've shown some berserker types though before. True. They they like that were really big and really aggressive, and they weren't fresh. So I think there's variation. Well, my my other zombie thing that we learned in this episode was that they nap. Well, they've they've shown them before where they're they're um, like in torpor or something like they're comatose until they have stimulation. Right. It's like all the zombies that were in the the river, floating down the river, yeah. and then they got close to humans okay. and they all woke up. That's right. That was at the beginning. I kind of forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <our> first episode. <laughs> and it, but it was one of the things that seemed, it, it showed up a lot in this episode, basically. We had the one that was just laying out in the field who just popped up and goes, hey, hey there's food. <laughs> it could be about stimulation, too. Like the ones that are maybe more clustered together. Um, are stimulating each other to keep moving, but if they all stopped at once, maybe they would all lay down and remain quiet until another human comes along. Right. Maybe it just takes one to get them going. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, I go with the fact that they're sound-driven versus yeah. anything. That kind of mm-hmm. really shows to apply on this one, with especially with the blind one. And that's you know the thing with the with the baby. Um, it probably isn't just the sound of her cries that's drawing them, but I think there's something psychic there going on too. I think well, yeah. she, I think she's she was, definitely making her own she she can out Jedi Murphy. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty clear that she was nullifying his ability. Which I thought was actually has been good because Murphy's been acting like he's a god and for him to be brought down a peg or two because of that I thought was really, really good. Because she's been I mean I don't know how it's going to be continuing onward um, now that Cassandra is no longer his watchdog. Um, but I wonder if his abilities are going to come back a little bit more now that the baby's gone. And he'll have to rely on the group a little more for protection. Right. It might. It might. Uh, Which will be interesting to see how that works after, you know, Cassandra. Right. He's pissed yeah. them off so much. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, in in a few years, looking forward to the uh, Zompocalypse sip, sitcom, uh, the sitcom version of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how they're bringing Sarah back, right? <laughs> Sarah yeah. Serena. Well, I thought it was interesting that he, Murphy, recognized the fact that um, he couldn't keep Lulu with him and that he was willing to leave her behind with a couple that had a pretty good situation going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, now that the fact that he's bitten them, they're not going to have zombies after them. So they're immune and they're under his control, too. And I, I thought I, I'm of two thought processes on this. One, I think he was doing it because he thought it was good for the baby. But two, I think he realizes that... Um, I think he realized how much more difficult she was making his life, too. Right. I don't think it's completely selfless because right. she was nullifying his powers and she was weakening his position with the group. So I'm kind of curious to see how he acts moving forward after this. And, of course, it gives him the ability to age up the little brat and bring her back as a 
terrible teen. <laughs> right. Because we still don't know if she's going to um, age really fast or yeah. not. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they could, they could bring her up a little bit. It was... Why has he got to bite him in the face? That was just a whole... <laughs> it's just, but you see, but it's very Murphy because Murphy likes making statements. Yeah, I know. When, when he bit Cassandra, it was a statement. Same with these two. He he considers them to be his property. And I mean, it's very clear from the way he treats Cassandra. And I, honestly, you know, I'll say this again and again. I, I, I do think Cassandra's character arc... I, I really feel like Cassandra, as we knew her, died at the end of the first season. And then we've seen now the death of the hybrid zombie Cassandra. And um, I really disliked the way Murphy treated her. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really yeah. unfortunate. And I thought it was, <clears throat> I don't know if I want to say degrading, but I don't think Murphy saw it as degrading. But it, it was, there was... Uh, it's not even a cruelty. It's just a disregard for who she was before he changed her. Like he didn't take into account like the way he dressed her, the way he had her acting, you know, even sicking her on people to bite them and everything. He didn't take into consideration who she was before he bit her. He had no interest in helping her retain any ounce of her humanity. He just was more interested in her as his watchdog. So right. the end of Cassandra, 10K killing Cassandra, to me was 10k saving her yeah and like he said that wasn't cassandra that wasn't the cassandra we knew right Mm-mm. yeah she's she's been gone for a long time and, we and whatever spark is left was in those tears in her eyes when she was trying to kill him right and i'm totally agreeing with that and yeah i think everybody knew we kept wondering if there would be a way i I thought Z-Weed might be, you know, where it all starts going, but then nothing really changes there, so. Well, I think she would have to have it all the time, and then she would, and then I think Murphy would make a move to take it away from her if he realized it was liberating her, and, But this also goes to the fact that Murphy was the one who did it to her. Okay, granted, she was the first one to do it, and to turn, that he turned, but when he bit the couple... They're not all freaky weird. They're just weird Stepford parents. Right. But that's what he wants them to be. Right. That's where and he's that, in control. And so what Cassandra was, was what he wanted her to be. You know? So Which, again, is why I really, I mean, I love Murphy as a character, but I really freaking hate him at the same time. So basically, yeah. when he bit the parents there, he turned them into his own, you know, he made them like he was. But the only different change that he did to them is basically making them think Lucy is the best thing in the world. Because they were totally fine with taking Lucy until they realized that she was blue and a little hellion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that he just kind of removed that thought out of their mind. That's the way I took it. Right. But he has, he, he's been exerting a lot of control over Cassandra. He's been shaping her since she found right. him. He's been molding her to be what he wanted her to be, which was a lot of different things. He wanted her to hang all over him like he she she was his, you know, like she he was her sugar daddy. He wanted her to be his guard dog. He, I mean, 
it, it kind of shows what kind of person Murphy is. And I know there's a lot of love for Murphy, but I mean, he's not a good person mm-hmm. and he's not been a good person since the first ep- first season. And I think that what happened with Cassandra is even further evidence of it because he made sure that even when she had like maybe even a spark of humanity when interacting with, you know, for example, 10 K, he would rein her back in immediately so it's all about Murphy and he, you know, and yes, in his veins is probably the cure for all the chaos. But at the same time, he's not a wonderful, I mean, he's like, you know, he's not a really nice a messiah. Let's put that way. No. Yes, he's an asshole. <laughs> he is. He is an asshole. Oh. But um, I thought 10K was really great in this episode. And uh, I thought uh, Nate um, and... Uh, is it Nat or Nate? I always Nate. forget. Nate. He was really great with uh, Pase. I mean, I just felt like um, it was very emotional because a lot of people have been emotionally invested in those two people. Mm-hmm. And just to see that he's her ending, while appropriate, very heartbreaking. And don't worry, people. We are trying to get him on the podcast. It's yeah, we are trying. <laughs> People keep wanting him on. He's like, why is he on? Oh, we're trying. We're we, trying. Yeah, we, he's very popular, though. I mean, he's... He's a busy boy. He yeah, is, and he's on. popular. I mean, it doesn't take, take much Googling to find out how popular he is. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. He's this epic zombie killer. He's cute as a button. He's so sweet. And, you know, his character is so sweet. I mean, it's like there's so much to like about him, so... Yeah, can't um, wait to talk to him. I think it'd be awesome. And um, but I, I did want to. I want to talk about the fish. The fish did not turn. So that he got he he had killed or whatever for their dinner. So apparently he didn't jump to the water creatures. Well, we had the var- the the zombie varmints. <laughs> right, but the fish didn't turn. So right. it seems to be a land. So- Land-bound virus, yeah. So at least we know now they can at least eat fish. (laughs) That's something, right? Right. And, well, I mean, because if it went to the insects, we'd have a big, huge problem. It'd be done. I always figured it was just after everything that we've seen, it's just mammal-based. So Mm -hmm. fish would be fine. However, your life would suck if you were in the ocean because if it's mammal-based, then you have these giant killer whales chasing your ass and, Mm -hmm. you know... Blue whales chasing after you, so there's that. Yeah, and they'd probably, you know, kill all the, the other fish in the ocean. Oh, It no. doesn't seem like For it's food. really, it doesn't look like it's confined. I mean, it looks like it's confined to land, so that's what, good I, I, what you know. We haven't been out in the water. Right. Brad, you mammals, just want you so just want to turn the sweet, wonderful whales into killers. You're oh, so- oh, no, I just figured it out. What? Herman Melville knew all about this. Moby Dick was a zombie whale. Uh huh. <laughs> it makes total sense now. It all makes sense now. Oh my gosh! Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I think we've I, gone too far. I think we, yeah, I fell off the topic. There you go. I, I just thought it was a really wonderful episode. It was. I, this is what the show does so well, though. It it um, it can have zombie cheese wheels one week and then. You know, the next week it can have scenes like the one between Vasquez and Warren and and Ten K and Cassandra. So it's a I brutal mean, show. I mean, this season's bad. I mean, yeah, we've lost Mac and Cassandra. 
every basically six episodes, three deaths. We're basically like, you know, there's a good chance somebody may die in the next two episodes. Yeah. I'm not okay with because I mean I I think the thing that I'm worried about is if they kill too many of the cast members because they're not really replacing them. Uh, the only one that that we've gained is Vasquez, but we've lost. I mean, technically, we've lost four. I mean, um, we lost uh, Hammond, um, uh, Garnett, Mac, and Cassandra. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, but they've only brought in one additional character, and I just, I just don't feel like I don't want to lose any more people because we really don't have that many left. Well, we have, and we're all still pretty suspicious of Vasquez. Yeah, I mean, I really don't count him as part of the group yet. Well, that's so, plenty of time for Ten uh, K to find his old girlfriend and hook up with her, Brittany. Yes, Brittany. Yeah, yeah. But it's also. I, it makes sense on some of these characters that, okay, maybe Garnett dying didn't make sense, but it made sense in getting um, Kalita to rise Warren up into the group. No, it did make sense. I agree right. with you. And Cassandra, I do think it, her storyline had kind of. Oh, I, I to totally agree. I think Cassandra's storyline was done. And honestly, it was one of those facts, as we know, they didn't know if the show was going to get renewed or not. Mm-hmm. So for all intents and purposes, Cassandra was dead. Mm-hmm. She there was no there's no reason Cassandra actually should have made it out of that hole. I don't care if she's a hybrid. There's no reason she should have made it out. of <laughs> Right, there. the radiation still should have killed but her. We're this, we're we're of the mindset though because they've done this to us before though because we said if we don't see Mac's body, we don't believe he's dead. And what did they do? They brought back Mac just so we could see mm, his true. dead body and the same with cassandra we're like oh she's still she's somehow alive because we didn't see her dead body and then they bring her back and they you know and and the doctor also dr Curian. yeah right well well i want to see you know like i would like to see further development with 10k and Addie and roberta and doc i mean these are characters i'm heavily invested in and i don't want to lose anymore you know if we pull Maybe. in anybody else i want it to I don't know. It it almost seemed like okay. This is just a weird thing, but on the Z weed episode with the with the woman who had the child, I could mm-hmm. see something like running into her down the road or something like that, and bringing her into the fold. Something like that. I don't know. It's just one. I'm trying to figure out how it would be to add people into the show. You would have to find somebody like surviving at the end of a group or somebody on their own to bring them in right right and they could do it it's just i'm so heavily invested in the characters that we have now like in a way max storyline had come to an end you know uh you know cassandra's has come to an end but like 10k warren addy they those and even doc don't feel like they it feels like there's so much more they can do with them that i hope and pray they don't kill any I more. I think they for are. There's so much more for the, all those characters to do. Yeah. Mac, Mac dying, and it, it all adds up, though. Mac dying helped. Well, okay. Garnett dying helped push Warren forward. Right. Mac dying helped push Addie Patty. forward. Cassandra dying actually will help push 10K forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one else dying is going to push any other character forward. Yeah, at this point, no. I don't think so it's, at all. They're, they're all there. It's not. You know, no one's gonna, no one dying is gonna help Doc's storyline or Addie's storyline. Right. They're all 
separated now, even though they're together, you know. Right. But I think it's an opportunity for them to form new friendships and new bonds. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping that's what comes about now. Sketchy I mean, and skeezy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder. You, um, they well, they're headed back up. south. So They are. They're heading to Mississippi in the next episode. Mississippi. Mississippi next week. You want me to tell you about next week's episode? Yes, tell yeah. us about next week's episode. It's called Down the Mississippi, and it says, When 10K gets separated from the group, loyalties are tested as he fights for survival. Okay. So so they're not necessarily going to the state of Mississippi, just the river. Eh, yeah, but they might be in Mississippi. No. <laughs> you don't think they're just going to be on the Mississippi? Well, they might be just on the Mississippi River. Yeah, no. yeah. If well, I, I hope they could. Well, who knows? I want them to just come Texas. Yeah, come Texas. Go down to Mississippi. I wonder if they're going to St. Louis. That'd be interesting. Maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I figured this is going to be a arch. <laughs> this is going to be a homage to Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. That's hey. what I'm guessing. I could be wrong. Hey, go for I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good for that. Rolling down the river. Well, uh, actually, you know, middle of nowhere, Kansas was where Welcome to Fubar was. Yeah, true. That's yeah. where his little girlfriend was in that area somewhere. That's where right. only Similar. like, you know, there's only a state separating Illinois from Kansas. There's a possibility. So he could go down the river and end up close by. Yeah, we're always going to hold out hope, aren't we? He'd have to go down girl to come back. She probably yeah. doesn't even know. The poor little actress has no clue that we're like, why are you going to be back on Z Nation? What we'll to look her up? <laughs> okay, so. Anything else before we get to our interview? Um, I I have something special going on. Um, my brain just shorted out. Um, not special. Uh, please check out the Tumblr because I am reposting all your comments and everything. If you're on Tumblr, please make sure you do that so we can add that to our conversation. Sorry. Definitely. Check out the Tumblr. Yeah. Check out the Twitter. Check out the Facebook. All that good stuff. And follow yeah. us so we can follow you, follow you back on Tumblr. Yes. Uh, yes. Definitely. All right. Joining us now, we have Pisay Pow. She's out hiking in the wilderness. So we're glad to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. In the wilderness of L.A., which is very appropriate because L.A. is a jungle out here. <laughs> awesome. They should write a song about that. Oh, no, wait, they did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she is out hiking, people. We're sitting at our computers being lazy. She is out in the wilderness. There we go. No. And alive, thank God. Yes. Multitasking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and alive. I am alive and well. Thank you. Friday thank you. night was a very sad night for a lot of people. We were not happy with things that happened, but we're coping. Ah, we're trying yeah. to cope. <laughs> Getting through it slowly. <laughs> there's a lot of feels going on right now. I don't know if you ever go on Tumblr, but there's a whole hashtag called Cast Lives, and there's a bunch of theories about Cassandra still being alive and that someday, somehow she'll be reunited with 10K. So there's a lot of love going in. Oh. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, there was lots of like different ideas going on in my head and people threw out the whole, like, maybe she has a twin as if no one's ever thought about that. You know, like as if none of the characters who have died on our show have thought like, oh, maybe I have a twin out there. Um, I, what can I say? I can say that it will not be the last time people see Cassandra. Oh, that's oh, cool. Cool. 
<laughs> Even if it's in a flashback, we'll take it. Yeah, so a little, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say what or how, and I don't think I can, but I don't think it'll be the last time. Okay. We have our theories. We'll see if one of those is correct. Hey, we we'll, have a bunch of theories. We'll go with that. We actually, when we had Sarah, <laughs> we had Sarah Coates on last week, and we were talking twins and, you know, how Serena could come back on. It was hilariously funny. So, yeah, everybody thinks the I twin know. thing. Oh, God, we would all love to have Sarah back. <laughs> she was amazing. There's a twin of every character out there just waiting yeah, to show up. She, and she's, yeah, she is just, and she's just a joy to be with, too. Just, you know, we've been hanging out a lot as well because we both live in L.A. and we're both from Seattle. And I don't know if you guys know, but one of the first shoots that we met at, Sarah and I, was a baby shower shoot. <laughs> um, I was the mom to be, and Sarah was bringing me uh, a, a baby gift. Little did you know that, that she'd be giving birth. That so it's kind of ironic that to uh, baby baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing was right there. That was told. Perfect. Uh, well, we had a comment from a, yeah. We had a comment from a listener, Jim. We just wanted to say that he loved you on Z Nation. And then we had a question from uh-huh, thank uh, you. We had a question from Lance, who says Pisay is such a wonderful actress and played Cassandra better than I think even the cast and crew imagined. She was one of my favorite cast members and will be surely missed moving forward. Was clinging on to the oh she will be human again soon. Just be patient and then damn you Z Nation. And even after today, I'm still thinking her uh, hands are going to spring out of the dirt. My question for Pase is, what was your favorite part of playing Cassandra? My favorite part, honestly, of playing Cassandra is the relationships she had, um, you know, and how complex they were. Um, obviously, her relationship to 10K was super complex. People didn't know if their brother and had a brother and sister relationship or if it was more of like a romantic thing. Um, you know, her and Addie had something kind of going on in the beginning when she, when Addie helped her escape the cult. Um, so I think my favorite thing about playing Cassandra is, is how she interacted with the different people in her life because I think obviously with her background, she didn't have the best experience with interacting with people. And um, that was my, my favorite part of playing her. Cool. And last time you were with us, we spoke about your background in dance and hybrid Cassandra let you use a lot more of those abilities. So what were some of your favorite stunts? My favorite stunts? Um, There was one, I actually didn't do a lot of movements, Mm -hmm. but um, there was one where they strapped me onto a car. And it's so funny because, you know, we're in Spokane, Washington and um, it was just really hard to find a, a stunt person, like, of my size and background. Uh-huh. And um, so it got down to the wire, and they came up to me the day of, of the shoot, and they said, hey, we're going to strap you onto this car. It's going to go 30 miles an hour. Are you okay with that? And I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, why not? Like, not even thinking repercussions. And I really trusted Alex Trezia, our stunt coordinator. So he said that it was going to be okay to be strapped to a moving vehicle. I had no problems with it. Um, it was really fun. It's not something that you can say that you do every day. Um, and there was a lot of blood and like hair moving in that scene. So that was fun. Um, I loved working with Matt Sedanio in our fight scene. Um, there's a, like we, he threw me around a lot. I had a back pad. I remember there was one in particular where he was mashing me up against the wall and 
They said, you know, can we do another take? Are you okay? And it's amazing because, you know, you, you don't realize, I'm just like how sensitive your head is, you know? Like, it's really hard to be smashed against the wall. So I remember saying to him, uh, yeah, we could do one more, but let's not do more than that. <laughs> that sounds and intense. Then, um, of course, I really loved the fight scene that I had with uh, 10K. That leads us into the next question. Uh, Jennifer wanted to know um, how the final seat, uh, fight scene with you and Nat felt. Uh, were emotions running as high as they felt? Awesome scene, and I'm still mad Cass is gone. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, the emotions were definitely running really high for me. Um, I told this story a couple times, but the truth is I really couldn't be around Nat that day. Um, I was super emotional. Um, we normally get our hair and makeup done together and I couldn't be in the same like trailer as him. We took separate cars to set. Um, not the nicest person to him that day, but, (laughs) 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 but he took it really well because he's a complete professional and, and understood, you know, where I was coming from. So that was great to have a scene partner who's so supportive of, of, you know, whatever it is you need to do. Um, yeah, I I may have sworn at him a couple times. Um, so, yeah, for me, the emotions were definitely running high on a lot of different levels, you know. Um, I don't know for him. You'll have to ask him when he, when he does his interview. <laughs> we had a question come in from Robin, who is totally, she's in the Cassandra is Alive uh, camp right now, just waiting for more things to happen. Uh, her question is, are you aware of? Uh, hold on, shoot. Her question is: What are your thoughts or fan theories about Cassandra coming back later in the series? Do you have any any theories of your own? Oh, about Cassandra coming back. Um, you know, to be quite honest, no, I haven't had any of my own theories um, after the show. Like after the show finished for me, I've just sort of been so busy working on promoting the show, promoting the character. Um, but, you know, also going out and auditioning and doing other roles. So I'll be honest, I haven't, haven't thought too much about it. Um, I'm open to it, of course. I think that the, the writers are super creative and, um, you know, if they were to bring her back, they'd find some way to, to do it, whether it be a flashback or, I don't know, a completely new character. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if she should come back. She should come back now. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I mean, sometimes, sometimes a character story has to come to an end, right, in order for other people's stories to move along. So, um, there's something really powerful about goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not easy, um, but it 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 just a thought. It might be better if she if she if she doesn't come back. I know that the fans don't want to hear that. <laughs> that's like totally like awful. Like that's awful promotion for myself. My manager would be really pissed right now if she was here. Like, of course she wanted. No, of course, absolutely. I would. I would be totally open. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, for me, what's important is what serves the story. Um, you know, not not an individual's uh, desire or purpose, which is what filmmaking and, and what we do is that's what it's all about is working as a, you know, a collaborative team. So if it serves the story, I'm absolutely down. Now, was it hard on your, your throat and your voice doing that hybrid growl? Yeah, it was. I had to do a lot of ADR afterwards. 
Um, and even then I went through a couple bottles of water. Um, I did, I, I, you know, knew going into it, I was going to be doing a lot of voice work and a lot of growling that was beyond what I do on a normal basis. Um, so I had a great coach and I, you know, worked on it several months in advance doing some breathing exercises and working on my vocal cords, you know, getting it, just, just expanding it and, and, um, working on it the way I think a singer would, you know, um, because it is a muscle just like any other part of our body. So I did spend a lot of time focusing on it in that way. So you, you talked about that you were auditioning and stuff. So are we going to, are we going to be seeing you something new soon that you're no longer on Z Nation? I, I hope so. I can't, you know, there's some stuff in the works, you know, I can't really say what, um, and I don't like counting my eggs before they're hatched, but, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's some stuff in the works. So we'll just have Um, to stay tuned for further announcements as it goes along. For, yes, absolutely. absolutely. We do have a couple of Comic-Cons coming up that I'm super excited about. Um, Nat, I, and, and uh, Keith, and Doc are actually going to be going to the Milan Comic-Con in Italy. Um, and then a few of us are going over to Germany. Um, so I'm really super excited about that because I had no idea that we had fans from all over the world. <laughs> You're very popular. I'm, I'm, I know because of the... the- the Z cast and also from I'm a writer. So I have my own faith uh, fan base and they're worldwide. And I've had fans tell me, Oh yeah, it's really big in Germany or, Oh yeah, we watch it here in Ireland, you know, or Wales or whatever. So you've got an audience so all over amazing. the world. Mm-hmm. And they, there was a lot of them it's that were so really amazing and humbling to hear that. There is a lot of them trying to figure out how they could see it too. So it was, um, Kids are yeah. like, well, how do I get a hold yeah. of it and everything? And because you know I'm in the states, so and I've <laughs> had a few people tell me that they start right, watching the show because right. of me. So I felt good about that because I'm always trying to spread the, the Z Nation yeah. love. I had a question. Thank of, you. Thank you so much. Um, there's a few. Uh, we I I talk with the fans a lot on my wall, Facebook wall. Uh, there. Do you think Cassandra ate re- Wrecking Ball? She was wearing his, his jacket. So. No, no, she's got finer taste than that. No, I'm, 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 um, no I think they, I think they, uh, <laughs> they amicably parted. Right. Um, I think that, uh, I think they definitely got rid of him. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that he necessarily, I don't think she necessarily had to eat him or kill him, but I definitely think that she, um, did, you know, Murphy's dirty beat and got rid of him. Either like kicked him out of the car or, you know, just left him somewhere in the dust. That was a big theory from quite a lot of people that Cassandra ate Wrecking Ball because she had her his jacket on. And he never, he was going to right. get the seaweed and then he just disappeared and we never heard anything else. And that was, was the one look that you gave him at the end of the uh the zombie road episode was where a lot of that came from a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and that's what kind of what is great about our series that we kind of do leave things open ended. Um, I don't think we did that purposely to be quite honest. We just ran out of time um, as we always do when we're shooting um, an episode in just five or six days. Um, There was supposed to be more of a storyline there, but we just kind of ran out of time. And so, um, you know, I, as an actor, had to step in and, and do some work and try to provide some 
some idea, some some backstory as to what may have happened to him. Um, but I think it worked to our advantage because it does leave it open ended, and I know the fans love theorizing about things. So in a way, it really worked out um, for us. Um, but I I didn't think too much of it. I just know that we got rid of him, and you know, he could have easily given her his jacket. Um, they could have pushed him out of the car, and she could have grabbed his jacket as he was flying out the door. Um, you know, there's a lot of different possibilities. And, you know, maybe she didn't get hungry. I get the sense of it for me, Cassandra doesn't really, like, she doesn't really attack unless she needs to. Like, she doesn't attack just out of hunger. And that's kind of what separated, separated her from being full zombie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did, did you ever discuss with the writers or anything about how much of Cassandra was left in there and how much of it was, was she being controlled by Murphy? Because there's a lot of discussion online about how whenever 10K seemed to interact with her, Murphy would get jealous, I guess would be the word, and summon her back to his side. So do you think that, I mean, I was mad at Murphy. To me, Murphy's the villain because he did the two things to Cassandra she didn't want to be. He put her in prostitute outfit (laughs) and he made her a cannibal. The things that she escaped from Philadelphia, you know. So um, did you ever discuss it with you or did you just did you just play it the best you could? I mean, like, cause I could never, like a lot of people were just saying, well, how much of it is hybrid Cassandra and how much of it is Murphy controlling her? Did you ever think about it or did you just mm-hmm. roll with it? No, no. I think that, you know, I think it's really smart as an actor to ask those kind of questions. Um, unless of course you already had the answer, which I didn't. Um, and I think that I want to, I just want to point out that's really fascinating. I never had ever considered the fact that he had made her into the two things that she didn't want. Um, because there was a part of me, you know, it's easy, I think, for any woman to get a role like that and be like, uh, excuse me, what? You want me to wear what and do what and behave in what way? <laughs> um, and I think that it could have been really easy for me to think of that as like a demeaning thing. And so right from the get go, I had to get rid of my own judgments and opinions mm-hmm. about that. And just dive right into it and ask myself, really, why would she be devoted to him in this way? What makes him so connected? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we've seen that in, in, in our own lives, um, people who are so loyal and devoted and connected to somebody. Um, but, yes, I did have that conversation several times with um, with Carl, the creator. And I, and I would say that, you know, 10K and I, too, had that conversation. Matt and I had that conversation. And there were moments when we were shooting where we would ask the director about scenes where we could have a connection because we wanted to add layers to their relationship and also to Cassandra um, because we knew that from, from Carl, I knew that he didn't want her to be, to be a complete zombie. I, I, um, you know, he did want some humanity left in her so that once the fight scene came up, um, there would be that conflict of, you know, if she's still in there, you know, Um, otherwise if she was, if there was no conversation to be had and she was a complete zombie, mm-hmm. there would have been no issue um, getting rid of her. Um, so, yeah, we definitely had that conversation several times. And throughout the shooting, we um, think Matt and I are both pretty proact- proactive in making sure that, you know, there were layers and complexity in that relationship. On Tumblr, a lot of people pointed out that uh, Cassandra was weeping when uh, she was trying to kill 10K. Um, and there's even images that mm-hmm. they took gifts of her crying that she's got big old tears in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people felt that was the yeah. human side of Cassandra not wanting to kill him, but she doesn't really have that control because of Murphy saying no one leaves. 
the shit to obey him. So yeah. that was that was a great scene, by the way, and I can't yeah. talk about it without getting emotional. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, I would say the fans were definitely correct in that instance. Um, you know, there. You know, for us as actors, there's always like a before moment, right? You know, the moment what happens before, what kind of our inner dialogue, not to get all actory on you, <laughs> but my inner dialogue for for 10K for Cassandra, um, and I was yelling this at the top of my lungs at, at Matt, was, you know, you made me do this. You're making me do this. This is not something that I want to do, but you're putting me in a position that I can't control myself. And um, that, that the, the tears were definitely there, and they were really real, and I had, and um, the struggle was, was real, you know, trying to hold them back, because um, I don't think it was a scene where Cassandra's supposed to cry, but she was definitely struggling. It wasn't something that she wanted to do. It was something that she had to do, um, something completely out of her power. So yes, I'm glad the fans saw that. Um, they're definitely right in that instance. Cause you know, there was a big group on Tumblr that was shipping 10 K and Cassandra, right? <laughs> not just on Tumblr. <laughs> I heard. Not just on yeah, Tumblr. Matt sent me this picture and I was like, where did you get this? He sent me a picture of, of us. We were like at San Diego Comic Con, and someone had put it on the cover of a wedding magazine. Oh and I don't think he found it on Tumblr; he found it on Instagram. Oh my! It was a Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were aware that people were shipping us. Um, it's funny though because the 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 creator didn't think of it as that. Some people did, some people didn't. So that was great too. Again, like another fun thing for the the fans to kind of like theorize, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of that out there. It's it's all over Twitter and Tumblr and everywhere. It's the it's the cast and 10K yeah. group. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> and even Eric suggested <laughs> I love it last it. year. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, well, I think the yeah, reason... I love it. He seems so tragically uh, uh, doomed in the romance category that it just seems fitting that if he had a crush on her... Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I- He'd have to kill her. I don't think he's going to be forever alone, forever, foreverly doomed in that area. We no, and you know, I don't know what it was, but both both Matt and I, when we read the script, and there were little things. There's there nothing that said that yes, they were like together, but there were little things, and we luckily were both always on the same page about their relationship. So I was really lucky in that way. Um, and then we just naturally connect because we're both from Seattle and. Um, you know, uh, we both like to eat food. <laughs> we both like dancing. <laughs> we have all some similarities. So I got really lucky that, you know, like there was just a natural chemistry there. I've, I've read sometimes where like there are two actors put together and there's no chemistry. Um, you know, so I got really lucky to have, uh, uh to work with a scene partner that I didn't hate. <laughs> have you That's been to a, have you been to a comic con yet? We were at San Diego Comic Con, yeah, as a as a cast. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, but I mean, so you did the whole signings and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm waiting to see if there's going to be Cassandra cosplay. Yes. And if so, what outfit will they pick? Right. <laughs> I for a hundred percent, they will pick the gold Amani booty short shorts <laughs> versus her her first her season one outfit. But the question is, will they go with white fur or will they go with uh, you know a pink? satin jacket <laughs> but true. yeah I've, I've had some people on twitter say that they're gonna do 
uh, Cassandra cosplay. So I'm excited to see that. Oh, that would be awesome. We're dying to see pictures of it. And and I do want to say, despite how sexualized that outfit could have been, it never came that oh that way across on screen. It was it was you know she just she just seemed dangerous in it. And I have a lot of respect for anyone who wears fishnets that long. Also, yeah, <laughs> those things can oh, be painful. Yeah, thank you. I they actually yeah you know I I. I kind of, I, I had to really fight not to get into that costume right away. I didn't have a problem. The funny thing is I didn't have a problem with the shorts at the top. It was a fishnet. They were really uncomfortable. And, of course, the boots as well. So I would wait to the very last minute to put that stuff on. Um, and so uh, thank you. Yes, that, was, that in itself was hard work. So I appreciate that someone else appreciates it. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was like, I was like, oh, Murphy, you're such a dick. <laughs> I saw the outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can't be that hard to dress a classy lady in the apocalypse, right? Yeah. But apparently it is for Murphy. Maybe he's never been with a classy lady, so he doesn't I don't, know I don't think what he. a freaking classy lady dresses like. So yeah. out of all your episodes on Z Nation, do you have a favorite? My, my favorite is... Uh, episode 13, season one, you know, where Cass turns. Um, she comes back and she saves the group. Um, that was really freeing for me to to kind of like do this this arc in, in the character. Um, and then, you know, obviously episode six, too. Um, I mean, in terms of Cassandra, those are the, the two episodes that I really like. Um, in terms of the episodes as a whole... I really liked, um, I really liked five. I just thought it was so funny and well-written. Um, there were just so many different moments in there, um, that were just priceless. And of course, Sarah Coates is amazing. And I just thought everyone did a really great job all around. When Cassandra turned around and she had the, what was it? The hay or whatever, the grass in her mouth. I think I lost it. I was laughing so hard. Yes. Yes. I can take credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's all about Zombaby, right? And so as actors, we're always like, wait a minute, I want to be in the movie. I want to be in the movie. How can how can I do this? How can I get in the movie? And so I was like, you know, what if Cassandra's eating glass? Like, she's doing something, like, crazy and random. And they really loved it, too. Um, and uh, I actually missed it when I was watching the episode. I turned away for a second. I was tweeting, and I missed it. But somebody luckily did um, a GIF, a GIS on it. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really fun scene for me, too. And that was me actually eating real <laughs> grass, not crop grass. It was something that we just picked out of the dirt because that's how Cassandra would do it. So, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> yes, I have seen that gift many a times, and it cracks me up every time I look at it. It's just, I'm, I'm just chewing on some grass like you do. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, let me know when you need me. Maybe <laughs> jump in anytime, guys. <laughs> well, I have uh, one last question for you, and you get to pick a number. <laughs> Your favorite part between one and twenty-six. Ten. Number 10 is, well, hey, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Yeah, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, Exiles. Oh, yeah? Exiles. So the truth is out there, huh? So you're yeah. ready for the for it to come back. Yeah, and it's coming. It's coming back. It's coming for us. Yes, it is. Because you can't. The truth is I'm out I'm sorry, say that again? 
It, it's it's 2016. I am waiting yeah. for it. I am ready. I am more than ready for more X Files. Yeah, you and me both, and, and the rest of the country. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was the first TV show, and I was really young. Um, and I was kind of a dork. I didn't watch a lot of TV. I was actually one of those kids that actually did their homework um, and stayed inside and didn't play. But it was the first TV show that I really got into. And I'm really big on conspiracy theories. And, of course, the relationship between Scully and Mulder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just, like, kept us waiting and waiting and waiting. So, yeah, um, kind of like a first love, if you will. I'm about the same way with that. I, I, I read it. It was one of the shows I, I watched, and I always loved it. So the fact that it's coming back is, is a great thing. And I, yeah. I can sit down and just – there's so many episodes on that. It, I consider X-Files kind of like Twilight Zone because I've seen so many Twilight Zone episodes. But there's episodes of X-Files that you just remember and right. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, but they're talking about that they may come back for another right. season. Yeah. And if that happens, then maybe Miss Passe Powell can get on there. Hey. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I thank you. Whoever is listening out there, I would love to be on the X Files. Hashtag there. Say Pal X Files. Hashtag. Yes. Throw it out there on Twitter, people. That's right. I'm 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 doing it. As soon as I get out the mall with you guys, it's, it's happening. <laughs> we will do it as well. Well, we thank you so much for coming and talking to us again. Thank you. And we definitely will. Can't wait Thank to see you. Some yeah, more. happy to be back. Can't wait to see more of Cassandra on the show if she shows up for anything else. And looking forward to it. And I hope to catch you at a Comic Con one of these days. Thank you so much, Brad. Yes, I would love it. Will you please come up and introduce yourself? Because sometimes I just I know some people like I I talk to them over the phone, but then like I don't recognize them in person and they don't say hi. And I'm like, how can how can I know who you are if you don't say hi? So please come up and say hi. If I ever catch you at one, I'll make sure you know it's me. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Please do. Thank I'll be the you. one going. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm like, yeah, that, I'll be that weirdo. I was crying. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was emotional. Keep keep going. Yeah, bring friends. Thank you so much, guys. I really, I really appreciate it. Would you mind uh, giving our uh, listeners mercy for the for the last time? Hey, guys. This is Cassandra. I play Cassandra on D Nation, and I give you mercy.